Thank you for joining today with Miniature Wargaming Labs. I'm James. And I'm Brian. And today we are going to do our second Adapticon. So, Brian, uh, last episode you delved into your uh, craving consumerism. Oh, uh, yes. As, and as titles. <laughs> now, now, let's actually talk about the games that you played. So, you actually played a lot more games than you bought. Yes. Um, I mean, I wanted to buy all of them, of course, because, I mean, I'm, I'm a good consumer. That's what I do. Uh, but let's go over the, the small part first, the games I went there to play. Okay. Uh, so Thursday I had planned a tournament for Min Middle Earth Strategy Battle Game Battle Companies. Or at Mezbag BC for short. And that was a three round tournament uh, Thursday night. I played my Easterlings, which were fully painted. We talked about that last time. You got all six of them. All six of them painted. And so, first round, I went up against Isengard. And the game gets a little grindy when. There's two more elite teams. So we went to the like the last minute, and he, he beat me pretty bad. I lost, uh, I was down three. Well, it was even to the last minute, and then he just crushed you? Is that? Well, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's how the game is. It's like, you'll just be clashing, and then that one good roll will happen, and then you're just done. You know, it, it's always like when you watch G.I. Joe, at what point does Cobra decide to break? Because it, it's going bad the whole time. Yeah, after, exactly. Like... So I lost three three guys, and then I only have six. Um, and then one of them dies, which means they'll miss the next game. So I'm down, and then one of them gets an injury. Uh, so now I'm down one guy for the next t yeah. for the next round, and then one guy is injured. But... I'm going up against hobbits in, in the, the second game. round. Okay. Hobbits are, there's a lot of them, um, and but they're kind of squishy. So I'm just, you know, slapping them around. Uh, I did lose I did lose another two people uh, during that one, um, but I won that round. I was, okay. So that, I came out on top. Um, and then one of, the, one of the characters from that game that I lost died in the, in the aftermath rolls. Um, so I'll get my, the one that died in the last game back. Um, but you, one thing I couldn't have done is after the second game, I had enough points to buy some upgrades and buy some new, uh, people to come in. Well, I didn't have any because I only, I only painted six miniatures. So, you know, I just opted out of that. So I get to the next one and I'm playing, what was it? It was... Minas Tirith, and that's another heavy faction, and uh, they brought enough miniatures to upgrade and okay. bring some, bring, bring a knight on a horse, and guess who lost? <laughs> it was definitely the guy that didn't bring anything to upgrade. Yeah. Um, so I ended up uh, with a 2-1 score, and it was a lot of fun. And then Saturday... Uh, I was part of the White Line Nightmare for, which was a tournament for Gaslands. It was 
there was five uh, five games with six people each. So there was 30 players, and the top three from each round, from each game, went on to the next round. Uh, I was in the bottom three for the first round, so I didn't go on <laughs> after that. So I, I lost my first game, but that was good. that was still a good two and a half hours. Oh, but, one game of Gaslands? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, Gaslands is is kind of a long game once you get like six players up just okay. to get one round. So they were still going at like eight or nine. So, but we started at like eleven. No, we started at ten. So I I was done by noon. So I had the rest of the day. So I just went and play tested games and demoed games. That's uh so that's where my fun came in. <laughs> So, my first Thursday, I, before the Mezbeg tournament, I did play, I did a demo Warcrow, which was... The Infinity. The Infinity, yeah. yeah the, the new Corvus Belly fantasy uh, board game. This is the board game version, and then the miniatures will be translated into... So, there's Warcrow Adventures is what I played. And then Warcrow okay. will be the full miniature game, which they... There's no release date on that yet but the the pledge manager is up for warcrow adventures so um but it's a very fun game it's a narrative driven uh app uh narrative and app driven game where you're going through different story storylines and plot lines with your different characters finding treasure uh finding solving the mystery of this weird port town that you're in and why there's giant monsters popping out of the sewer Okay. So we played the first mission, and it was a lot of fun. We had uh, four players, which is, it go, I think it goes up to five players. And everybody has a different character. Well, I was I was the, the tank, so I was the one that, I was the first one that died. Because the tank's always the first one to die. They take all the hits. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but it was a lot of fun. And so I'll definitely, I might pick that one up. I'm more excited for the miniature game, not the board game. Like I don't have Defiance, which is the the infinity version of that of Warcraft. Oh, okay. So, because you have Aristea, though. I do. I do have yeah, Aristea. You have all the Aristea. That one's more of a you know. I like the sports games, which which would lead me to another game. Uh, their other game, Rem Racers, which I also played that Thursday, um, which is Infinity's. Uh, REMs, the remotes, uh, for a long time, uh, all the player, the player base always got their remotes together and we would race them because, you know, we had stats for them. They all, you know, we had rules and why not? So Corvus Belly finally took it upon themselves to make a quick and easy board game. And this is a board game, not a miniature game. It does have miniatures, but it is not a miniature game. And so you have a pilot with a, with a remote and each one has different powers and different speeds and everything. But it's a very simple game. It's card-based and template-based, so it's a mix of uh, Formula D, if you ever played Formula D. Uh, it's a very simple racing game, roll-and-move roll game, okay. and Gaslands, which you have templates. You actually have templates that you put down on the racetrack that you have to follow with the car, and there's wrecking, um, but there's respawning, so if you, like, 
your remote gets destroyed, you just respawn in a respawn point. Um, but you have like weapons, you have hacking devices, so you can actually hack your other opponents and make them turn when they're not <laughs> supposed to. It's a lot of fun. There's like different cards and events that'll go on during the thing. It's very, very family friendly. So it's going to be one of those games that like I can I can play in the Infinity Universe, but with people that don't want to play Infinity. Infinity, yeah. 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 So that that was nice. Um, and going on to other sports games, style games, uh, Rumble Slam. I don't know if you've ever seen no. Rumble Slam. So, uh, I can't, I can't remember the, the company off the top of my head, but they make terrain. Um, but they make this game called Rumble Slam. And it's like fantasy luchador wrestling. Which is absolutely amazing. Uh, so you're you're literally in a in a wrestling ring, and you have two characters. You could have up to four. You could have a tag team. So you have up to four characters, and you have you have them different moves that you could do, and different maneuvers and different holds, and it's literally just miniature fantasy luchador wrestling, and it's really really fun. Um, there's some crazy characters. Did you paint these miniatures? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Okay. There, it, it is, it, and even the the ring is a MDF buildable terrain piece. So, you know, it is an actual miniature game, but it's very small and and centralized. And there's like there's different uh, there's different referees that you can get that have, that have different rules themselves. Like some of them will be on the side of you know they're they they like this guy better so. Uh, that sounds like uh, Blood Bowl. Yeah, it's yeah. very reminiscent of Blood Bowl flavor-wise. Okay. Um, but play-wise, it's it's very simple. Um, they definitely made it for you know fans of wrestling and uh, made it accessible to people that want to get into miniatures, but you know are wrestling fans. So um, I, I definitely enjoyed that one. Um, so after that, uh, the big event. The, the the game that everybody wanted to play, uh, Star Wars Shatterpoint by Atomic Mass Games. Uh, well, so the first day I got there, Thursday, I passed by it because I was like, okay, I'll, they have that's that was their entire booth it was dedicated. We talked to about that. that last time yeah. of where so it was just all Shatterpoint. It, they all the had time. nine tables dedicated to it, and they were it was only it was like thirty minute game, and it was every thirty minutes they would have. Uh, 18 people come in, and in order to get a spot in that line, you had to grab a ticket as soon as the doors opened at 10 every morning, and well, the first day, gone by the time I got there, and I was like, okay, well, I'll just go, I'll just go Friday, I have time on Friday, go on Friday, gone by, by the time I got there, so I was like, okay, so Saturday came along, and I got there extra early, I was in line at the door, and I got myself a ticket. Okay. For for five thirty that night. <laughs> so this is like your Disney Fast Pass. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You were given a time, and that's it. So I I was seven seven and a half hours later. So I was like, okay, well, I have time to time to kill until then. Um, which was nice because I was I was hoping for a later time because that's when my uh, when that's when the gas lines tournament was. Okay. So. Uh, made it there. That is a very interesting game. Um, if you played Marvel Crisis Protocol, uh, it's definitely very similar. 
has a takes a lot from that game, but it also takes uh, some some points from Legion um, because it's it's more squad based than it is, but it's it's so it has squad based elements because you're a team leader. You have a character that's a team leader, and then you have like their troops because you have. So I played. Uh, General, uh, not General Kravis. He's in an, he's another expansion. Uh, Darth Maul. So I has Darth Maul, and he had three things of uh, the droids. Okay. And each each droid miniature was three different droids. So they each had different things. You had to give them orders. Um, so then the orders were generated by Darth Maul, but they were all separate. So it was it was it felt like. A, a good mix between squad-based games and skirmish games. Um, now, I wanted to play it because, you know, I work at a store. I need to know what the <laughs> new game is, and, every, like, a lot of people want to play this game. Um, I don't think I'll get it. It's a little outside of what... I just don't want another miniature game. Well, I think the problem we talked about is if you're going to synergize games... MCP already pushed like the size of the miniatures to yes. throw, but their terrain is actually great for twenty eight mil. So it's like okay, yeah, that works. Now let me get Star Wars terrain size. It's it's even a different scale for MCP, right? From it's a I... little yeah. It's 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 odd. It's... Yeah. So let me get oversized space terrain for just Star Wars. So that yes. that's kind of a off putting. It yeah it's 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 another one of those things where it's like you have to, I'm gonna have to invest a whole bunch into it. It's not just like oh I'm gonna go pick up this game, it's book, and I can use my army from this other game, um, which I'm more apt for. Uh, it's you know new miniatures, new terrain, new everything, and that's you know it's a hundred and seventy dollars for the base game, just to start off. Now that's four that's four teams. So it's enough for four players, and terrain, and the cards, and the dice, and everything you need to play. So it's not a bad deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it's just, and I'm more of a Marvel fan than a than a Star Wars fan. Yeah, it almost sounds like we plan on selling starter boxes and just a bunch of starter boxes and all starter boxes. It just pushes many starter well, boxes. But the, but the other nice thing is, so with Marvel Crisis Protocol is you have to build a team. So, and each one, there's there's affiliations, but you don't need the affiliations. You can have a mixed team, but the affiliations have better card, card access, um, which, you know, that's the list building on that one. With this one is you have, you buy a box, and that's your team. Each box is a new team, and you don't have to add. You don't have to add anything. Yeah, you don't have. You to... don't have to play around with it. So there's like that. Well, because tenth edition Warhammer 40k is going to that with like the combat patrols of like. Yes. Here's the combat patrol. No changing. No modification. Buy the box. Go and play. Yeah. MCP. It's like. Hey, here's all the factions, and look at all the synergies. But it's like, Shatterpoint is. Here's a box. Now go play. Yes. Like, Exactly. Darth Maul and Princess Leia aren't going to team up together because they're affiliation <laughs> cards. And, exactly, yeah. which I think is going to be a lot more accessible. And it being a Star Wars game, which I think is a bit bigger than uh, Marvel, uh, will be better because you'll have a lot of Star Wars 
fans wanting to get into a game. And if you have a easier way where it's like, hey, here's the base game, this is enough for four players. And if you just want to add, if you want to get a new team, just buy this one box. That's all you need. So I I think I think that was pretty pretty good on them. So I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a high selling game, and it's going to be a game that people are going to want to play for a while. Um, but just not me. Yeah. Well, you know, it makes me wonder. May I'm not interested in Shattered Point, mm-hmm. but maybe when they actually get to the uh, Galactic Civil War, and you have Darth Vader's and his stormtroopers, and then like interior corridor. And Princess Leia and like the um, rebel naval guys. Yeah, you can redo the corridor scene. <laughs> like, yes, it's like okay, me, but still, it's just a scale issue. It's like yeah, if I could the just miniatures take the aren't usable guys, in anything. Yeah. yeah, now you could just take the rules. I've been wondering on. about. I, you know, I'm gonna wait for like the YouTube to make that call. Like, yeah, how does that work? Yeah, on that one. Can I I'm use not gonna, these miniatures? Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna drop the money to find out if it works. I'll wait for someone else to yeah. tell me. So that was the big game of the of the con. That's that's that was definitely the most demoed game there. Well, you know, it seems that did they run the booth twenty four seven? No, it was only open from ten to ten to eight. Because that those are the hours of the vending hall. Because they were part of the vending hall. Gosh. So that's four, eight, twelve times eighteen times three. That's as many people as you can demo it. It's like Yeah. That that creates more buzz. I mean it could have been a horrible game. You'd have still had more buzz spreading through the population than people like, Well, oh, this is a horrible game. But it's like no one can get in and <laughs> see yeah, it for exactly. Themselves. Yeah. Oops. Exactly. The, it was uh, that created its own buzz. Uh, so that was they. They knew that. You, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> they were selling an experience. That's why they didn't have anything to sell. They were selling an experience, <laughs> and in in turn, we'll sell them units of games. Uh, because you know, oh man, I didn't get to play it at Adepticon. I might as well just buy the box because everybody else is playing it. If I wasn't able to play it, I gotta play it. No one said anything bad about it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I think it was yeah, it was Friday, Saturday. It was Saturday while I was had I had a bunch of free time. I was walking on the edge of the hall and I saw the name Mike Hutchinson, which yeah. I know very well. It's uh, it's who did Gaslands, and I was there to play Gaslands. I just got out of a Gaslands tournament, so I was like Mike Mike Hutchinson, and well, he wasn't there, but he was. Uh, his new game was being demoed, uh, Hobgoblin. It's a brutal fantasy rank and flank game. That's the one we discussed last time, where the logo you didn't real you did so neither of us realized it was yeah. actually like oh that's actually a word, not merely a circle. <laughs> Yes. tattoos. Yes, exactly. Um, so it's a very over-stylized, very heavy metal uh, looking fantasy game. It, is, it is, plays really fast. It is very brutal. It is, it is very much his style. He likes, those, he likes to take a, a style of a game and make it brutal. And either... Because racing games are usually fast. He made Gaslands long game. But it's amazing. It is high octane the entire time you're playing. 
Um, but then now he's taking a Rankin Flink fantasy game and really boiling it down to the very, like, uh, an hour for a full game. Uh, so... Well, what, what size board? Uh, what did you... What did they demo it on? It was... We, oh, we demoed it on a, a folding 2 by 2 by 4 Okay. So, um, but it was it was just to show how the game works. What what's the intent of the game? Is it the intent six by four? is uh, either six by three or six by four? Okay. Yeah. Anywhere it it doesn't really matter, but that's the intended size. And uh, so pre-orders are on now for it for stores, and the Kickstarter will go up soon. Um, I'm definitely going to be backing that. So they're gonna have a store. Yeah, oh, I already, I already, I already pre-ordered through the store. Okay, well, in that, in that case, I'll just get one of the store copies. Yeah, I better. Or, yeah, I know. <laughs> I should have done that for Cyberpunk, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're still waiting on that. Too, yeah. So, um, but that one, I'm very excited for. It's a book and some cards. That's it. I'm going to be able to use all my feather fantasy miniatures in it, but I just need new bases. Did so. you get rid of that Warhammer fantasy? army that you had which one you i had two have, okay you i have, have i have five both of them still still okay uh i i have somebody lined up to buy the the goblins okay because he's also buying the book oh okay yeah. So that's a... yeah so and he he will only buy old hammer stuff he won't buy anything new so it has to be so the only way to get him into new game is to buy get him into old stuff well i We've seen Rankin Flanks have really come back, and with, they really have with the with the old world mm-hmm. coming back. I think it I think it makes it easier, because you as a store could stock Games Workshop Rankin Flank game, and then buy Kings of War five other Rankin Flank books and yep. put them on the shelf. Where now, you put Oathmark up there, sure you get some. Yeah. North Star has some Oathmark, but it's like. Oh, well, you can play Games Workshop Miniatures, Rank and Flank, but here's a range of books if you don't want to play yeah. Games Workshop. Yeah, here's so Oathmark, like, Kings of War, yeah. Hobgoblin. I, I think once Old World comes out, I think Oathmark and uh, Hobgoblin. And, uh, I think those games are going to yeah, get a really huge... Yeah, yeah, because everybody wants to... Everybody loves GW Miniatures, but everybody knows that the rules are garbage. Well, <clears throat> they're just made too fast. Yes. Yeah. When you're trying well, to pump every three years... This one's been on a five-year mark. They've been slow. They 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 announced it uh, three years ago. Oh jeez, yeah. And there's still only there's still two years till it's released. It's almost like after the pitch session of hey, we want to bring back old world. They immediately made a press release. You know, let's, we talked about let's it with the VP. See if it's popular <laughs> enough. <clears throat> Turns out it is. People are very excited about it. Uh, literally today, they just announced the the base sizing. So. Uh, there will be the regular 28 millimeter and uh, 28 to 32 millimeter, and it'll be square basing. So, be cool to see. So not the 25 millimeter. No, no, it'll. Well, be... that's actually good if you like the old dwarves. Tiny. Because I had a dwarf. There. Well, you had a cantum mm-hmm. at an angle because if you put certain weapon options, you could not put on the 25 millimeter squares. They would not sit in such a way that they weren't bumping the guy next to them. Yeah. So, like, okay, you know what, I'll accept the bigger base in this instance, just because if you want a 28mm model, you just, 25mm base yeah. isn't going to work. Yeah. 
so after after Hobgoblin, I had my sights on one company. And we discussed this company before, and their weird, out there games, uh, Black Sight Studios. Now they started as a terrain company, mm-hmm. and now they're well, they have several games now. And well, I decided that I'm going to play all of them. So, well, which games did they bring? So they brought Don't Look Back. They brought Violent Dark, uh, Yafsiga, Lunar, and one I didn't even tell you about, Demon Ship. I hadn't heard of Demon Ship. I know. Because it was was secretly, Demon Ship was secretly announced at Adepticon. They had... Because it was, it, and you only, you, you could only figure it out, you could only find out about it if you asked about it. Because, so th- this is, this is, this is the one I've, I am very excited for. So, it was a little piece of terrain, about six, six by six inches, maybe eight by eight inches. And I asked about it, I was like, that's a cool piece of terrain, is that new? And they're like, yeah, it's a new game called Demon Ship. So, each round is supposed to be played in about 20, 20 to 30 minutes, okay. and it's played on this tiny little board as a room in a ship. And how the terrain is going to be built is it's modular, so that each each round is a new... Uh, so you're trying to escape this ship. There's something going wrong, and so you're trying to escape the ship, and you have to go from room to room doing stuff. And sometimes you'll have to fight in combat. Sometimes you'll have to like hack a system, open a door. Oh, um, so this is I. I just kept thinking of like D and D, that big model ship. So this is actually it's what, sci-fi. Sci-fi. Okay. Yeah. So okay. It's sci-fi. You're in a you're in a giant ship, and you're trying, trying to make escape. that work on a wooden ship. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you're trying. So you're trying to escape a, a spaceship that's being attacked by aliens or that's crashing, um, and you have to go room by room completing a mission in each room. So each round, each each time you play, is in a different room. And it's set up in a way that each time you play, it's going to be different things, different uh, ways in the room. So it's going to be a super fast, portable miniature game. So very excited about that. Was there alternating tiny escape room? <laughs> That's, it's, pretty much, it's pretty much a tiny escape room. Um, which I, I enjoy. It was a lot of fun. It was, like, just to go through, like, the rules and everything, it's about ten minutes. The book's going to be, I think, 40 pages. And then they, for April Fool's, they released a, uh, a new rule set called Demon Van. (laughs) It's literally the game, but you're in a van. Uh, so it's, check that out. It's only 69 cents on their website for the PDF. They had a Chris Farley character. I mean, if any company was going to make a Chris Chris Farley miniature, it'd be them. Um, So then after that, I played, I was very interested in Lunar. Um, So Lunar is their uh, space race uh, gone hot game that's your, what, 80s? Well, someone was watching the uh, 1980s James Bond movie where they were flying around in astronaut suit shooting lasers at each other. <laughs> yes, exactly, yes. Uh, yeah, they wanted to recreate that, so um, sat down and played a couple games, uh, played a game of that, and it's very cool. 
uh, the fact that, I mean, you're fighting in space, one little tear in your, your suit, and that, that's, you're done. So, it's, it's a very fast and brutal game, set up to be played on a 2 by 2 board. With I'm, like, I'm interested in that. I, yeah. the, all their games are very small footprint. They're all, you need a lot of new terrain and miniatures for them, but small footprint is nice, because really you're only playing with three miniatures on each side and two big terrain pieces on a 2x2 two two board. That's... And the rules is where it really shines because your 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 actions uh, are based on your oxygen. So if you take a tear in your suit, and you're starting to lose oxygen. You have less activation points, so everything costs oxygen. And then you have to worry about if you're hit, like where are you flying, because it's low gravity. <laughs> And, you know, there's craters, and so if you, the, the, the terrain that they set up is, they have, it's, the for the 2x2 two two is on this, uh, like, moon, right, or on the moon right next to a crater, and then, but there's a, uh, installation, a mining installation on the side of it that goes, like, all the way down to the floor. And there's, like, well, if you just hit, hit me like this, and I fly up, like, six inches, and I fall all the way down the shaft... Well, I take a massive amount of damage, and I die. <laughs> but, you know, it makes me think of, like, uh, scuba diving. Yes. Like, uh, depending, you have unlimited oxygen tank, but you never actually know how long your oxygen, if you change depths, and, like, you get start doing more exertion. Like, you some guys did, like, underwater welding. Yes. And, so, like, that was always an issue, like, in Baltimore Harbor. And, like, how deep are we going? How long? How much stuff do I have to drag? Because yeah, it uses up more oxygen in your tank. So you got your, you're swimming in your tank. Right yeah, there. yeah, exactly. And so uh, they already have an expansion out for the game, and that one is spaceship combat. So it's like if you're in the international space system, it's a couple. It's like a couple decades in the future. Um, you're in, the international space station is up. There's, but now every country has a space station, um, so, you know, now you're fighting in space stations. Now there's zero gravity, and there's uh, explosive decompression events, and no spacesuit. Um, so there's a whole bunch of new rules on that one, and then they teased a, the next expansion, which is a couple decades in the future from that one, and now we're on Mars. And now we're looking at, you know, Mars storms and, uh, you know, uh, tornadoes and all sorts of stuff on Mars. So that'll be cool. All I can picture is Total Recall. That's that's kind of what I read. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Some little Quaid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it'll be, uh, I'm definitely definitely going to buy that game. Um, And then there was, uh, you have Sega. Um, that's the Japanese one. That right? is no, that is not the Japanese one. That's a fantasy one. Oh, okay. I'm they did. Uh, I think Hamada. I, th- I think okay. is the name. I'm kind of surprised they didn't bring that one because that one. I didn't just see it. Out. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have they didn't have a lot of space. Um, okay. But they did have miniatures for that. I do remember seeing that. Um, but yeah, yeah, Sega is their their fantasy, their brutal fantasy. Okay. Game. Um, very fast paced. Another. How many I, models each side? Uh, I think it was. I think we were at. Uh, we demoed with four, but I think it goes, like, each, a full team is, like, eight miniatures, eight to ten miniatures, depending on what faction. 
So, really cool. Um, that one kind of caught my attention. Um, I have a lot of other fantasy games, so it was a little... You know, I have, uh, other, I have other options. Well, did it, are they making a miniature line? There is, yeah, there's a miniature okay. line for it. For, it it's okay. been out for a little while. Okay. Yeah, I have to admit, I mean, I, I'm i on their Facebook, so I get the ad. Yeah. I pass by most of their games. Yes, yeah. I still uh, think wanted of them to try them because, you know, if, you know, Lunar looks really cool. Well, I mean, their, their art is like the two guys in the space suit and one has a knife. Yes. Because cutting the suit is more important. Yes. Yeah. So like... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what caught my attention, too. <laughs> and then, so, they also had another sci-fi game, which was, if I can remember, Violent Dark. Uh, so, Violent Dark is their uh, horror survival game. Oh, horror survival fantasy, or sci-fi game. Okay. Um... So you're either you're escaping an alien or you're fighting an alien um, or some kind of monster or something. Um, it was good. Uh, once again, fast paced. They, they their games are meant to be played during lunch break. That's what they were telling me. It's like all these games were developed mm-hmm. to be uh, able to be put into a box that they could take work and lunch break happens. They bust it out. They can play a full game in the in while they eat lunch and then go right back to work. So easy to set up, easy to play, easy to break down. Uh, so if you, it just depends on what kind of flavor do you want. Do you want fantasy? Okay. Do you want uh, space the uh, 80s space battles? Do you want uh, horror uh, horror sci-fi, or do you want 80 movie slasher fix, which is Don't Look Back, <laughs> which I was very interested in. Their expansion packs for their each killer is a VHS. And that is just, you know, it's very, very stylized, uh, it's very on point, it's very, it looks, it's, it looks amazing, um, the gameplay, it's, it's a cooperative game, um, so you have an AI controlling, an AI system controlling the, the killer, and then you're playing the survivors trying to escape, um, that one can be played one player, which is really cool. I think that's um, their big knockout. That is their so big far, knockout. Yeah. Everybody, because... I mean, it came out actually around the same time as a board game called uh, Final Girl, which is the same thing. It is a single-player, a solo-player uh, campaign game where you're the final girl in a horror movie, and you're trying to get away from the slasher, the horror film. Um, and each one is set up like a VHS. You could get the entire set of uh, Final Girl, and it's a VHS set. So it came out around this, you know bubble of games that were all based around that same theme so it did it hit really big that's the i think that one and lunar are their two big games um but demon ship i think demon ship's gonna hit off really big too because they gave they, they brought three books um the only books that exist right now and of course ash barker got one <laughs> and then I think I think somebody else got one, um, and they were showing off the book. Um, but uh, Ash Barker has a video on the book. He hasn't set up the game or anything yet. But if you want, if you get a chance to check it out, it's really good. Um, so that was pretty much all of the games from now, there. The the one I'm disappointed they didn't bring was Regime Rumble. Yes, so the only time I've actually been. That. Like, to get, like, the emails from Blackside pre-order. And, like, a while ago, Regime Rumble. 
They still sell it on the website, but the idea of the little tiny courtyard where um, Marx and Lenin can battle it out with Ronald Reagan. <laughs> um, yes. In gladiatorial combat. And... Yeah. <laughs> Mar- Do they have Margaret Thatcher? Because that would make a great deal. Marx, oh. Lenin, Reagan, Thatcher. Yeah. Tag team. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, you showed me that game, and I am also very interested in that one. It's, it it kind of reminded me of, like, Rumble Slam, but with... Uh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, but with, with actual historical figures. Yeah. <laughs> so they did not have that one there for uh, to demo, so I, I did not get to play that one. I'm very sad about that. Okay. Because that would, have been, that would have been on top of that one. Because that would have actually really fit in with the next game I played, which was Wild in the Streets, which I talked about before. Yeah, you bought all... Uh, but uh, so <laughs> many miniatures. But I, I had to do a demo game, because, I mean, if I'm going to buy the miniatures, I'm going to play it. Um... So it's a card-based game. Uh, you draw cards to see who goes first, and then in the same deck, so you build a deck of each character goes in the deck, and then you have event cards, and those go in the deck. And you shuffle the deck, and then you go through the deck, and each uh, each round is going through the deck once. And there's different events, so there's like the cops show up, and you have to run away. Everybody has to run away from the cops. And then there's like, oh no, this guy passed out. And so one of you guys passes out because he's too drunk. Um, but it's it's a very it's it's a fun game. Um, it does it does lend itself to campaigns. Um, the one problem I have with the game right now is that their cards are out of stock, <laughs> and you need that to play. So, but it just gives me time to paint my miniatures. Well, so do they have? So okay, so Wild in the Streets is kind of what an eighties. Street War? More somewhere. like... Uh, no, it's more like 2000s punks. 2000s punks, okay. 2000, even 2010s, because you have, like, the cyber goths, you have, like, the death cult medalists, and you have you have okay. more of the, the new wave uh, sub, sub, subcultures okay. going on. You have the, the folk punkers, the, the, the different... The, the, the other subgenres that came from subgenres that came from subgenres. Okay, because I have Street Wars NYC, which is based on that's, the movie The Warriors. Yeah, that, that's very 80s. Yeah, well, ni- 1979, but it came out in 81. So yeah. it's like, um, so, but with that one, they sold you a PDF. Like, you could buy the cards, but they also had a PDF with all the cards. And so the classic is just cut them out, get some magic land cards, and like, yeah. Clue them on there. No, I haven't something. been able to find the PDF. Okay. I, I just need to contact them, I think. Um, but the rules are free online. They have okay. they have a link. They're, the rules are, like, it's one page. It's pretty much one page rules. One, uh, uh, it, the complete rules fit on one full page of paper. So, very easy to learn. All their, uh, the game that I brought you, Star Breach, yeah. um, has a bigger book. But it, the, the rules are free online as well. Yeah, when after you gave me the book, I went on there and saw that they have all the errata and like yeah. FAQs and all that stuff free online. I was like, oh, I still got the book. Yeah. don't need to print this off. No, you got the book. If if it's wrong in the book, whatever. <laughs> but that kind of that uh, that kind of sums up every game that I played. I I did a lot of did a lot of playing. Okay, you'd like the uh, street hawkers out there. Come play my game. Oh yeah, yeah. There was there was a bunch of games I wanted. To, uh, I didn't get a chance to play the Judge Dread game. Um, what I, we talked about last time was actually 
I did not realize that it was so profitable for Warlord to have Judge Dredd. Yeah, that was their that was their big attractor there. Because they had a Judge Dredd helmet and a uh, a competition, they had like a picture competition where if you wore the helmet and then took a picture of yourself, took a selfie, and then posted on Facebook with uh, the hashtag I am the law, uh, then you get entered to win a starter set. And but they also they also brought in a uh, a half track into the convention center too <laughs> so just you know just to appeal to those the war gamers okay because <laughs> i saw they put on their website their new set is like i guess a civil war set so like the judges have like a floating grab tank yeah uh, <laughs> so like okay i didn't realize it was that that big of a deal like, yeah okay yeah, no, it was, and they had, like, a big old setup. It was right up in front. They had it before everything else on both sides. So they had, the like, the entrance, and then on both sides, they had, like, a big display for Judge Dredd. They had, like, did big old uh, Judge Dredd statues and the helmet and all the miniatures and all the boxes laid out. Oh, yeah, that was, that was their, that was their game. That okay. was the one that they were pushing. Okay. Um... Any other games that you missed out on? Uh, I missed out on Call to Arms, uh, which is Modiphius's uh, Elder Scrolls game. Okay, all right. Um, which you know, eh, I'm not. You know, I'm not too. It's Modiphius. I'm wishy washy about Modiphius. They do some cool. They do a lot of cool stuff. Um, I'm just not a fan of the rule sets um, because I, I did play uh, Wasteland Warfare, which is their Fallout. Yeah. Uh, one. And Would you like a miniature with your tokens? Yeah. <laughs> so many tokens. I need, I, I need Aaron to make me like a three, like a 3D like token holder so I can just put all the tokens like, in the token holder yeah. so I can move with the miniature. <laughs> like, what state is in? Here, let me look. Okay. So I've got eight tokens. <laughs> yeah. Great. You know, great miniatures. I do really like the miniatures. The game's a little clunky. Um, so I, I was interested in doing it because their, the setup was absolutely amazing. They had one of the, one of the, the crypts from, from, not Morrowind, uh, Skyrim okay. set up and it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, but just to get a chance around there, um, there was a couple other smaller games that I saw, um, Cav. The cab was there. The cab was there. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, I was because I was looking all over for Reaper because Reaper was there, and I was like, "Where is Reaper? There's no Reaper signs. It was just Cav." That is really weird. Yeah, it was just an entire display of all the Cav miniatures, and it was just all Cav, and I didn't realize what it was until like the last day, and I was like, "Oh, cool." But it was right next to another mech game that was being released. I can't remember it because it was because that one was right across right across a, a walkway from another mech game uh, from Metal Gear Blitz. Um, now if you just had like steel wrist right there. You should have just really set up mech roll. There bro. was so there was it at should... least seven mech games there. You like, should have like catalyst at like 
one end of the row and just like have all the baby mech games like down and say this is mech row. Do you like mechs? <laughs> buy a mech here and buy a mech there. <laughs> buy this mech game and buy this mech game. They're all the same size. They all look alike. <laughs> yeah, there was like twenty different mech games. That was like that was the theme. It was mech game? Do you have a giant mech game? Oh. Bring it to Adepticon. So what? What's back? Mech games and rank and flank. And mech games and rank and flank. It's it's the the late eighties all over again. Well, that that'll be like what ten years from now. It's like oh, I play the skirmish game. No one plays skirmish games. Nobody plays like, skirmish games. Only twelve models. Oh. God. What? Are you we, need at least a hundred. What are we? Ba- are you a baby? <laughs> Basic. <laughs> All right. Well, you know that's uh. So, I'm interested in smaller format games, the two by two, because uh, so Brian, I, I'm losing my, I'm selling my house in the suburbs and I'm moving downtown into your neighborhood. So yeah, there's not a yeah. lot of space in your house yeah, anymore, is there? No. No, so I'll have to give Now you're out, in my problem. Yeah, so now I have to give out my outdoor gaming room and my indoor gaming room and my hobby room. Yep, and now it's all combined into one, and now you can only fit no, a 4 by 4 It's called a Besta. I've been allotted one Besta. Yep, yep, that sounds about right. So for those who don't have Ikea furniture, it's just what, a 7-foot-tall cabinet. Yeah. So that's, that's what's allowed in there. So I have a storage shed for all... <laughs> All my babies go to like I, I've hidden stuff <laughs> in an offsite storage locker, <laughs> but uh, so that's why two by two that would fit a table on my porch. Yes, so that's, so that's one thing I do have. So I have a porch now. So there you go. You can come by my porch at the pizza shop that's never open. And it's never <laughs> open, but when it is, it's really good. So all right, so that's that's why we're hanging out right now. Off times. Yes. I'm I'm showing my house. I I need something to do, and I'm just here. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go paint some Necromunda terrain right now. But <laughs> all right, so next week we'll get together and we'll do. I don't know. I've got to talk to Ed. Ask him. About yeah, X-Men. yeah. You still have another Adepticon episode to go over. Now let's really stretch this out. Everyone, yes. Everyone's already through their Adepticon episodes. We'll still keep going. Yes, we're still we're still going because we're on we're on New Mexico time. Yeah. You know what? Minyana. Yeah, manana. Manana. <laughs> Well, then we'll have to do a salute episode. Yes. Quick, get your passport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll call that a day at Miniature Wargaming Labs. I'm James. And I'm Brian. And we'll see you next time. 